Jason, but not in California, to be on a video. Phil, you ready to rock and roll? Well, grace and mercy and peace to you from God our Father, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's so good to be here together with all of you today, especially you, Topper. Thanks for being here. It's a great morning to be in God's Word, and that's why we're here together today. So we've been talking a couple of weeks about the text based on the series by Andy Stanley. The premise is this. If you got a text message, not if, when you get a text message, you read it. You read it right away. Even if you're like in an important meeting or you're talking with your spouse, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to shut that off. You put it up, check it out, uh, read it, and then you put it away, right? You read every single text message you get. God has sent you the text message. It's personal, it's relatable, and it's especially for you. And so these past couple weeks, we've just been talking about reading God's Word, the Bible, His text message to you. And so, um, that's what I want to talk about again today. A lot of us spend time in prayer. You spend time in prayer, and in prayer, most of the time, we ask God for things that we want. That we need, um, good health, uh, financial stuff, whatever that's going on in your life, job stuff, whatever. And that's all well, and it's good, it's appropriate. God is a Father, and He wants to give you good gifts. But it's not just a one-way relationship. God wants, to, wants you to hear from Him as well. Um, imagine. Imagine you've got a teenager. And the only things the teenager will say to you are, I have some money, and I borrowed a car, and I'm not feeling very well, can I have some medicine? And that's it. That's all the communication you have with the teenager. It wouldn't be a whole lot of fun. You'd love some time to, to speak into that child's life, to say things the child needs to hear, like, I love you, you're my kid, I'm always going to love you. God's Word does that. It's a way for God to speak back into your life. And so we're talking about reading your Bible today. So guys, a few tips here. Alright, so tip number one. Get your own Bible. Alright, tip number one, get your own Bible. Some of you have got your only Bible is the one your grandma gave to you when you were confirmed back in 1972, right? And that's your Bible. And you, you use that Bible because your grandma gave it to you. It's so special. But when you open it up, it's like it's barely English. Like it's lots of these and thous and shout nots and shouts, right? And you, you can, it's hard to understand. So I want to encourage you to get your own Bible. So we've got King James Version. It's a beautiful translation. It's great to read the Psalms of King James. But it's not easy to read. If you have what's called an ASV, American Standard Version, or even an RSV, Revised Standard Version, those are tougher to read. They just are. So I want to encourage you, if you don't have a Bible that's easy to read, get your own Bible. And if you don't have one, or you're not sure which one to get, or uh, financially it's a little tough for you right now, uh, talk to Topper or Phil after the service. Talk to Matthew after the service. We will get you set up with a sweet Bible just for you. 
favorite translation is called the NIV, the New International Version. Um, it's my favorite because that's the Bible I read when I first fell in love with Jesus. And uh, I've always thought Bibles were a lot like music. You know, you, your favorite type of music is the music you listen to when you first fell in love with music, right? Usually it was in high school, and that music is the best music ever. Uh, there's other types of music that's good, but the music you listen to in high school is the best music ever. And Bibles are the same way. The Bible you read when you first fall in love with Jesus is always going to be your favorite Bible. And so NIV is mine, but there's lots of other good translations out there. Doesn't matter which one. Get one you like, right? Get your own Bible. That's the first. Second, pick a time. Pick a time that works for you and put it in your calendar. If something's important to you, is schedule it. Put it on the repeat function on your phone, whatever it takes. But if it's important to you, you schedule it. So pick a time that works for you. Um, mornings are a great time. Mornings are a great time to be in the Word because it kind of sets you up for your day. Some of you are like, oh, I'm not a morning person, and that, that's all right. But you do something every morning, right? You, you, you do something every morning. So mornings are good. They just work. Um, so pick a time that works for you. But it doesn't have to be morning. Um, I know a guy who reads the Bible. He gets his Bible. He gets a glass of wine, puts it on his bedstand, gets in bed, gets all cozy, and reads the Bible with his glass of wine. That works for him, right? It may not work for you. It would not work for me. I'd fall asleep after two verses. But it works for this guy, right? And if it does work for you, you can always try this, right? So you read the part of the Bible about Jesus turning water into wine. You read it out loud. And then when your spouse comes into the room, you'll be like, hey, look at this. We put it up for you on the screen, but I'm up for you on the screen right now. So 
Matthew's going to work on doing that bias screen thing. Later on, you'll see me and the bio reading. Matthew's going to work on that. Right, Matthew? Thanks, man. <laughs> so, um, but it's Bible.com. If you go there, there will be more Bible reading plans than you thought were possible. I mean, they've got a Bible reading plan for every situation you can possibly think of. And so you can pick a plan like that. Some of them are short. There's seven-day plans. Some of them are long. Read the Bible in a whole year plan. Right? That's, that's a great thing. I did that myself when I was in college. But I was an underachiever, so it was the two-year plan, whatever. Pick a plan that works for you. And if you're just here checking things out, you're here and you're checking things out and seeing who Jesus is and, and uh, why Jesus might be important. Um, and you're hit here and you're thinking, I'm not going to be reading the Bible. Let me challenge you to do this. Read Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs is a book in the Bible that has no history. There are no miracles in Proverbs. It's all about kind of wisdom literature, good counsel and advice. And Proverbs has 31 chapters. And so it's super easy to do. You can pick it up anytime. And let's say it's, um, I don't know, February 26. Well, then you can turn to Proverbs chapter 26 and just read that chapter. And then the next day, you can read chapter 27 and chapter 28. If you're reading it on February 31st, uh, you might want to get an account. But check out Proverbs and just read whatever chapter that day is. And you're going to love it. Because it's great counsel. It's great advice. And hopefully, after doing that, you might say, well, I'm going to check out the Gospel of Luke and check out Jesus now, too. And that'll be a good thing. So we've got the journal Bible. We've got pick a time, pick a place, uh, pick a plan, and now make it yours. Make it yours. Um, get a Bible that you can really use. You feel free to mark up. Because you're going to come across something and it's going to strike you. It's going to impact you in a powerful way. It's going to read your heart in a way that nothing else has before. And you're going to want to remember it. So it's great uh, you get like a Bible highlighter and you just kind of highlight that thing or maybe a colored pencil or pen and just underline it, whatever it takes. And just make it yours. I like to get uh, a pen and write notes on the side. That's what I love to do. Topper doesn't do that too. You should see Topper's Bible. His, type, his Bible's got markings all over it. So if you want to see what it looks like, check out Topper's Bible. It, it's, it's a thing of beauty is what it is. Make it yours. Write things down. Take some notes. If your Bible is on your phone or your, or your tablet, a lot of those, like a Kindle or Nook, they have like little uh, things you can use to highlight and write notes on the side there. That's fantastic too. That works better for you. Whatever works best for you. But make it yours. Because you'll find out as you come back to things, you'll notice a couple things. One, you read the text, obviously. The text also reads you. And you'll come across scripture that you've read before, and it will impact you in a completely different way. Because 
you are at a different place in your life at that point in time. Text reads you, and you read the text. If you're one of those people who are like, I can't possibly do that, the Bible's a sacred book, you can't mess it up, okay, that's fine, get a journal, and write things down in a journal. Whatever it takes, whatever it works for you, I want to encourage you to do it. And here's the crazier idea. Memorize. No, you're like, oh man, I can't remember what I had for dinner last night, but that's okay. Every now and then you're going to come across a passage that impacts you and you're going to want to remember it. Uh, perhaps you work in a business environment where um, it's hard to maintain your integrity. And you come across maybe Proverbs chapter 11 and Proverbs 11 says, the integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their complicity. But man, I, I need that. I need that every day. So maybe you want to write down a 3x5 card or a sticky note, whatever works best for you. Write it down, spend some time with it, maybe put it in a drawer of your desk. Maybe a sticky note, and you put it on the mirror so you see it, you wake up every morning. You make that a theme verse for yourself. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Proverbs chapter 11. Maybe um, you've had a rough past. Maybe there are things in your past that you're ashamed of. Maybe people have done things to you that are eating at you and they cause you to um, have this internal dialogue that you say things to yourself that absolutely aren't true. And you tear yourself down time and time again. And you'll come across this in Romans at chapter 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation those who are in Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's a beautiful text. It speaks life, it speaks forgiveness, it speaks freedom into you and your life. And I need to know that every day. I'd be a good one to memorize. Maybe you're, you're struggling with the sin. And that sin is, is impacting your family, it's, it's impacting your kids, it's impacting your marriage, it's impacting uh, your relationship with your friends. And they're starting to say things to you. And you're going, you know what? That's what they're right. And come across Romans chapter 6, verse 14 it says, For sin shall not be your master, because you're not under law. Grace. What does that mean? We have to read the rest of Romans and find out, but it's powerful. Sin shall not be your master, because you're not under law. Should look at grace. It's a good bunch to memorize. It's not something you have to do like every week or every, every month, whatever. There's no certain set program. 
There's times when God's word wants to speak into you. Uh, in the 80s, libraries used to have these posters. And the posters were of like uh, famous people. Some of them were Muppet characters. I like the Muppets growing up. It was like Kermit the Frog. And Kermit the Frog was holding a book. And the poster said, have you read a good book lately? Right? Kermit the Frog holding the book. With God's word, the reverse works as well. Has the good book read you lately? God wants to speak into your life. And God's word is living and active. I would love, I would love for you just to internalize that. It's good to come to church and you read God's word and you hear talk about it, and that's great, but to do it for yourself, and to read it for yourself, to hear it for yourself, to internalize it for yourself. Is more powerful than anything I could ever do for you. And that's why the last thing we want to talk about is praying the text. So first is get your own Bible, pick a time, pick a place, pick a plan, make it yours by writing and memorizing, and then third, praying the text. So when I'm all done reading the Bible, and for some of you, it's going to be five minutes. You've got five minutes, and that's what you got to read the Bible. Some of you, you've got 30 minutes, and you've got whatever it takes. Just get in the Word. But you pray the text. So, for instance, like uh, Proverbs 11. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by the duplicity. When I'm all done reading, I'll take a time just to pray the text. I'll say, Lord Jesus... Help me to be a person of integrity at this job. Particularly with, with this proposal coming up, Lord, or whatever it might be. You know, Romans 8. You know, Lord Jesus, remind me of who I am. Remind me of your love and your death on the cross for me. Even when the people around me tell me I'm less than loved. Even when that stupid internal dialogue in my head tells me that I'm, I'm less than forgiven and free. Lord Jesus, remind me that therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and Lord. Pray the text. When you do that, God shakes you. God molds you. God speaks into your life. Lots of people have spoken into your life throughout your years. Parents, teachers, siblings, friends, bosses, co-workers, next door neighbor, whatever. And some of those things have been good. Some of those things have been not so good. And what you really need Someone speaking to your life who speaks truth and who speaks love. You have that. You have a text message from God. It doesn't come with a cool sounding ding or a buzzer to remind you to look in your pocket and pick it up. It's for you. It's for you because it loves you. 
and give you a love letter to tell you all about it. It's a big letter, not gonna lie, it's huge. And it can be a little intimidating. In fact, this coming Sunday, and Judy Reamer's gonna be with us. I'm sorry, this coming Saturday, Judy Reamer's gonna be with us, talking about breaking the Bible barrier. It's a seminar from 10 to 2 o'clock on Saturday, March 3rd. If you haven't signed up for it, the breezeway, I highly recommend it. But if you can't make that, it's okay. I want to encourage you just to get the word. Let a good book, let the good book read you and tell you who you are that you are created, that you are forgiven, that you are free, that you are redeemed. God has called you into his story. Father, we thank you for the message from Pastor Jason. We thank you for the book, the Bible, that is the truth. And Jesus is asking us to take the time. He loves when we read that book because it brings to light whom he is. When we are children of God. So we thank you for that message today. Pastor Jason asked us to go through various steps to, to find our way through the Bible. If you have already, bless you. If you haven't, please take time. He already said that even if you only have five minutes a day, life-changing. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please rise for our closing song.